Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode of the podcast, we are joined by second-year player from the Windsor women's hockey team, Rory Ringer. Uh, Rory, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start off by talking about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work all the way up to where you are today. So doing research on yourself, it says that you're from Winnipeg, Manitoba. So talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, I'm from Winnipeg. That's true. Uh, my parents put me in hockey right away, um, along with every other sport possible. So it was super busy growing up. I was always going from like hockey to soccer to volleyball to ringette even. So that was super fun. I love being busy. My whole family has been busy forever. I don't think we've had like an at-home family meal since forever just because we're never home. But um, yeah, no, it's it's really fun. Um, I was surrounded by everyone doing the same thing. Like all my friends were also in hockey, even my siblings. We were all super busy. So it's been fun having an environment that kind of does the same thing as me. Yeah, doing research on yourself, you did grow up in a very big hockey family. You have three younger siblings who all currently play in juniors. Uh, mm -hmm. Talk about what's like growing up in a hockey family and what's it like being the oldest sibling and watching their careers sort of start up like yours did a couple of years ago. Yeah, I actually have four siblings oh, wow. playing in junior. Yeah, my youngest brother, he's still in like um, like midget, I guess. He's in grade like 10, so it's not really on the market yet. But no, it's definitely been, it's been crazy for sure. Uh, I definitely am a big role model to my sister. I only have one younger sister, so she definitely looks up to me a lot. She's always asking, you know, what she should do in the next step because she's kind of in her process of, looking at university teams. So we've been talking a lot about that lately, but no, it's been really fun. Like me and my brothers, we always have a fun time. It's also really cool having almost like two full lines, including my parents. So it's like really easy to play shinny hockey outside, like 4v3. So we've always really had a lot of fun doing that. Um, yeah, my mom is always like, be good because it'll influence the rest of them. And I didn't really realize like what she meant until I saw like all of my siblings going through even like the hockey team Manitoba processes where I'm the first one and then everyone knows my sister through me. So it's definitely been, it's been a lot, but it's been a lot. It's been, uh, I think, good to kind of always be conscious of what I'm doing just because I always know that I'm going to have my siblings coming up after me. Yeah, it also must be weird too, because you guys are all in different places right now. Uh, so mm -hmm. how hard is that not being able to, you know, sort of be in the same place all the time like you guys used to be? I mean, I've been away from home for a while, so it's uh, not too new to me at this moment. But my sister, I think it's her second year away this year. She she's liking it, but I think she might even go home. I don't know yet, but it's definitely I think the hardest are my parents because mm -hmm. I'm always my mom's been texting our family group chat. She's always like, I miss you guys like this is so new to me. I have so much time at home. There's only one sibling at home. Last year, there was four. So she definitely went from four to one pretty quick. Yeah, and you guys are all in different provinces too. Like one's in British Columbia, yeah. one's in Alberta, one's in Ontario. So it's pretty crazy how spread out you guys are. Yeah, she's always sending in our games and like the family group chat and has to give like four different time zones for every game. So it's pretty <laughs> funny. Who was your favorite player growing up? I'm assuming it was someone on the Winnipeg Jets, but if it wasn't, uh, feel free to let me know. Actually, it was someone on Vancouver. It was Alex Burroughs. I don't really know why. It's because I think the Jets didn't have a team until I was like eight. So Growing up, we always watched Vancouver just because we didn't have anyone else to watch. And then my brothers really liked Alex Burrow. So I bandwagoned a little bit and I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'll just like him too. 
I'm a big Patrice Bergeron guy and the best nice. memory I have with Burroughs when is when he bit his finger and I did not like him at all growing up. So I mm-hmm. have the complete opposite view of Fair him uh, than you do. Fair enough. Now, before college hockey, uh, you played for a prep school called Balmoral Hall. Uh, just talk a little bit about your prep school hockey experience and what you took away from that. Um, BH was super fun. Uh, we traveled a lot and I really loved the BH experience because I think it was super like a hockey experience, even a little bit more traveling because all of my travel with BH was like by plane. We were going every weekend in the JWHL. So we were traveling off to Boston and even out West to like BC. So I really loved that traveling experience. I got to see a lot of cool places with BH. You then played for the Ontario Hockey Academy in the EWHC. How'd you get the opportunity to go up to Ontario and play for that team? Um, I was playing in a spring tournament in Manitoba. I think it was in like April or May. Like it was pretty late. And um, a coach just came up to me and my family after the game and they were talking about OHA, Ontario Hockey Academy, sorry. And they just said, like, I don't know, they were explaining it. And then me and my parents talked about it and we decided pretty quick, like that it would be a pretty good opportunity to just live away from home for a bit, especially I knew if I was going to be doing it for hockey, it'd be a good experience to have, you know, talking to hockey schools and stuff. So that was really, it was pretty quick turnaround. Like they recruited me in the May and then I was out there by the August. So it was pretty cool. And then what's the, I guess, what's the best memory you have with that team? Because you're traveling all around different places. So there must be some stories that you have. Honestly, my coolest story is we were away for a tournament. I think we were in Boston or something. And there were three girls teams at the academy. So there was like the younger team. And then there was maroon and gold were the two like top teams, you could call it. And gold was supposed to like supposedly the better team because they had like all the grade 12s and stuff. So I was in grade 10. I think I was on the maroon team. And we both made it to the finals in the same tournament. So we played each other and a bunch of people, Boston wasn't too far from us. So a bunch of people came to watch from the school. It was super cool. And then Maroon ended up winning in overtime. And it was just like a really cool experience. I made like the game winning pass. It was super fun. And it was just crazy because like we weren't supposed to win, but we did. And it was sick. That's awesome. Especially with the crowd there as well. Yeah. You then went on to play for Rank Hockey Academy in Winnipeg, uh, where you had your best season in juniors uh, statistically. So how did that place help prepare you for college hockey? And I guess what made you want to make that transition from OHA uh, to Rink Hockey Academy for your final year of juniors? Well, one, I really did want to graduate at home with like my friends and my family, just because I knew a lot of people there. And um, the Rink Hockey Academy, like I had been training there, like just at the facility since I was probably like grade seven or eight. So I've been there throughout the summers for a long time until that point. And then They just were getting a girls team for my grade 12 year. So I knew the coaches really well. And they, they had asked me to come home and, you know, play for their team and be kind of like a, like a advertisement for their team, just because, you know, it was in Winnipeg. It's a small town. So I talked about it with my parents and then I, I guess I just decided to do it. And it was just super fun because the coaches there I had known for so long and cared about me so much. So they just really like were focused on, you know, getting the team better, but also like my improvement for the next level. So that was really nice. And then I think like, you know, being one of the better older girls on the team, it did build my confidence a lot for going into college hockey, which was also really nice. Yeah. Do you think the coaching like helped lead to that, I guess, improvement you had your final year leading to those big goal scoring numbers? 
Yeah, I think so. I think even just having like coaches that believed in me a lot did help my confidence on ice even a lot. So even having confidence with the puck to do those things was easier. Now talk about your recruiting process with Windsor. Uh, what made you want to go there versus other schools you might have looked at? Yeah, um, well, I was talking to a lot of schools and I've known for a really long time that I wanted to go into something like uh, psychology, but also like with bio, bio in it. So like a like a science psychology. So I've been looking for like this neuroscience program and I was looking around in Canadian universities just because I wanted to stay in Canada because it would be easier for my postgraduate studies and stuff like that. Um, and the coach reached out and she was like, yeah, we have this new program. It's the neuroscience program. And I was like, wow, that's exactly what I'm looking for. So that was obviously a huge factor. And then um, just talking to the coach a lot, Deanna, she was talking about how they want to build a championship program and how I'd be a huge con contributor to that and all these steps they were they were wanting to take to like win a championship. And obviously that sounds amazing. And being a contributor to that would also be really, really cool as like building the program and helping them win. So I just thought it'd be a good opportunity and it'd be pretty cool to be part of like a building championship team. Yeah. What, what do you want to do with that degree after you graduate? Do you want to be like a brain surgeon or something? <laughs> I don't know about a brain surgeon, but I do, I, I do want to go to med school and I was hoping to do something with it, like the psychiatry de department, you know, either researching or even being a psychiatrist, talking to patients and stuff would be pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, good luck yeah. with that. That's a lot of school, but I know you work. Yeah, thank so you. That's definitely gonna, I'm excited to see how that unfolds for yourself. Yeah. But. Thanks. Getting back to the college hockey side of things, uh, what was like the biggest adjustment you had to make uh, to college hockey compared to juniors? Uh, on ice, it was definitely the speed, the speed of the game. I definitely wasn't expecting it coming into my first year for it to change that much, but that was probably the biggest adjustment on ice. And then just coming into college, you know, learning how to do a little bit more school on the road was also a big adjustment for me too. Yeah. Is it hard? Like with your major, you probably have a lot of work. Is it sort of hard to like balance academics and hockey, especially since if you have other, if your other teammates like are doing like majors that don't involve a lot of schoolwork, it must be sort of hard to like have to do work and you get to see your teammates, you know, get to have enjoy yeah. their road trip, I guess a little bit more. Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely a lot of work, but actually a lot of my team is also in sciences and hard majors with me. We're actually trending to be a lot more in sciences for some reason. So Actually, on the road, it's a lot easier to do work when all of them are doing work, too. We also have, like, study sessions and stuff on the road that we're forced to do, but they do help, actually. So it does does make it a little bit easier having teammates in the same thing as me. Now, during your first year on the team, you had to deal with a lot of challenges, which included having a one-month break due to COVID in the middle mm -hmm. of this season. Um, how did your team handle that challenge of not playing games and also not getting a playoffs as well since that was canceled as well? Yeah, the break, the break was definitely tough because we were all at home already for Christmas break. And then it just kept getting extended longer and longer. And I mean, honestly, at first, I'm not going to lie, the first extension, we were like, oh, OK, like, you know, a little bit longer break, like we'll take it. But then it just kept getting extended. And there was definitely a little bit of frustration being built up throughout the team just because, you know, we really wanted to get back to it. We wanted to keep playing. But we kept having Zoom calls, you know, we did have a few team meetings and I think it was, they were good for us to kind of just talk about where we want to go and what we want to do. So that was nice. But that, that playoff game, that was a heartbreaker. I remember that we were in the dressing room. We, we came off the ice after practice and the athletic director of the school was already in our dressing room. And we all, we all kind of knew even just by seeing him, we were like, oh man, that doesn't look good because 
the day of we all had to get a bunch of COVID tests and stuff so it was a crazy day already and then we saw him in the dressing room and we were just like oh no and he delivered the news and it was just you could see all of us like oh it was terrible but I think we responded well I mean we took a few days off and then we kind of had a few meetings and we talked about how we want to like channel the frustration and stuff into the next season, which I think we did pretty well as well. Yeah. What, why did your team have to, I'm so I, I don't follow you sports that closely. Mm-hmm. So why did your team not play, but other teams in the OUA division did get to have a playoffs. Was it because someone tested positive, I assume? Yeah. So someone did test positive on our team. So we had to forfeit from our first playoff game, which allowed Western, the team we were playing to go on to the next round, like just by forfeit. So. Yeah. And I guess like, how do you sort of handle those emotions? I know you said you had, you had a bunch of team meetings and talked about channeling that frustration, but it also must be very hard because you have like six months to sort of think about that. Cause that's the last hockey memory you have before your first game the following season. So how do you sort of handle the emotions of that throughout the offseason getting ready for your so- our second year? Yeah, and that talking. was a huge that was a huge thing for our team in the offseason. We actually have like this new slogan now throughout our team. It's called like hungry for more just because after that game, we were so like not ready to be done our season because it just ended so abruptly that I think it actually made us work super hard over the offseason. I think that also contributed a lot to our improvement over the offseason because our team did improve a lot this second year. Now, heading into this season, what would what, you want to work on regarding your game? Uh, a big thing I wanted to work on was, again, my speed. I did want to work on, like, my speed with the puck and without the puck, just kind of, like, my work on that. And then I also, I mean, my coaches are great. We have a lot of meetings, like, one-on-one, too, just to make sure we're all on the same track for what kind of goals we all want to be working on. And a big one, me and my coaches agreed on, was being, like, a top defensive player on the team and having a big defensive role. So, that was a big that was a big focus this last summer coming into this season for sure. Yeah, two-way forwards are very hard. Two-way players just in general are very hard to find. So if you can work yeah, on that sure. game, you're you're gonna be have a lot of contributions to your teams, even mm-hmm. if, even if it doesn't show up on the stat sheet all the time. Yeah, exactly. Now, what do you think was the biggest improvement you made to your game this year? I think this year, um, again, talking about confidence from grade 12, I think I lost it a little bit my first year, which you know it's a little bit given going into your first year it's hard to have confidence fully but I think this year bringing a little bit more confidence into my game and meeting with my coach a little more seeing that they still believed in me again helped a lot with my on ice confidence which helped me to you know just like carry the puck a little bit more and even take a little bit more shots and not pass the puck away as soon as I got it so I think even just having that really helped. Now your team improved a lot from your first year to your second year like you mentioned uh, just talk about the improvements that your team made and what role you played in that improvement. I know you said using the frustrations you had from last season, uh, but was there anything else like, uh, I guess, uh, X's and O's wise that you guys improved on that sort of led to that improvement? Uh, I think a big thing that we even just like a small thing we did was just being on like the same page. Like not that we weren't my first year, but this year we really like all had that huge goal of like, we want to make playoffs. Like that is our main focus this year. So I think like starting in the preseason and like even the start of our season, like we just talked about it so much and everything to do, like what we needed to do to make it to playoffs and stuff. So we were really like all on the same page of like wanting to do the same thing this year, which was really nice. Yeah. And also like you were talking about the confidence that you tried to build up for this year. And I feel like confidence is such a key part in a hockey Mm -hmm. player because it's so easy to lose confidence yet. It's so hard to gain it, but I think it's such an important factor because 
you know, confidence could lead you to skate a little bit harder when you're tired and leads to that endurance. So I'm curious, what are some of the things you worked on mentally that helped build your confidence for this season? Um, well, throughout the summer, like my off season, I did work a lot on like confidence work, just like off ice, even like without the hockey aspect. So I think that even helped a lot, just, you know, finding ways to like focus on myself and not really compare myself. That was a big one. So finding ways to do that was nice. And then, um, I don't know, just like, even just with my team, like knowing that we're all on the same page and we all want to do the same things without like judgment or anything was a huge like contributor to having confidence on ice and off ice. Now you got your first collegiate goal this past season against Western. Uh, talk about that goal and where do you keep the puck? That was a crazy goal for me. Um, it was honestly during a time where like me and my close friends on the team, we were all like, they were all kind of starting to bug me like, okay, Rory, you don't have your first goal yet. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So a lot of my teammates knew I was kind of pushing for one. And it was funny because the game before that, it was in the same weekend, I missed an empty net goal. And so I was getting chirped a little bit for that. And they were like, come on. And then I scored that goal that second game. And I was just so excited. And it was great because everyone was excited for me because everyone knew that like I was pushing for that goal. And it was that whole, like my team is on the same page as me, which was great. It really built my confidence. Um, it was really nice. And then I keep my puck actually above my bed, use it as a coaster. I just keep it there. I love it. I just look at it. It's nice. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, how, I guess, like, did you have any good celly after you scored that goal? I feel like was, <laughs> or was it just a lot of excitement? Uh, my celly wasn't much. I mean, I just kind of put my hand in the air and I jumped up a lot. I'm a big jumper on the ice. So I jumped and then I'm really good friends with the goalie who was in net. So I skated over to her and gave her a big hug, which is nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, now you get to use that against her uh, when you see her again. Exactly, yeah. Now talk about what it's like playing in youth sports in the LUA and just the teams that you face every weekend. Yeah, for sure. So uh, the the youth sports is actually like, the OUA is like a pretty tough league. Like there's no teams that are like really a lot better or really a lot worse. So any game, honestly, we could have won or lost depending on how both teams are playing. So I think that's something I really like about this league is that every single game you have to prep like you don't really know the outcome because you really don't like it's really dependent on who's showing up for the game and who's not, which I love. Love that about this league. Now, what's your favorite road arena to play in besides? Uh, yeah, I guess what's your favorite road arena to play in or just uh, is Windsor have the best one that none of them can even top that? No, I definitely like the the Toronto ranks. I like the U of the University of Toronto rank. They got a big rank. And then I also really like playing at TMU because they have like a really good media team. So their video is always really cool. It feels like you're on like TSN when you're watching the video after, which is pretty cool. Yeah, someone told me that's like the old like Leafs rank. So like you have to go yeah. up these like escalators just to get there. And it's like super yeah, like kind of cool. it's like feels like you're like in the NHL for that for that. Yeah, rank. it's so cool. And like last this year we stayed in like an arena that was right beside it. So we could even like walk there, which was pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, this past season, you guys lost a tough four overtime game uh, to Guelph uh, to end your season. Uh, what emotions were you going through after that tough loss? I guess that sort of made up for the playoff game that you missed having that long of an overtime. Uh, well, I guess you could say that. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was definitely tough, but that was a long game for sure. The emotions were super high and around the room afterwards obviously we were all very very upset about the loss but at the same time like our coach came in after and she was like obviously this is it was devastating like heartbreaking losing in a 4 OT you're never going to be happy about that but at the same time we were like really proud of ourselves because I mean we won the first game which was great 
lost the second one. That's okay. But they were a top 10 team and we're not like we were the underdogs. So, I mean, it was, it was definitely really tough, but I think we responded well. Like we practiced a few times afterwards, kind of just to like get back on our feet, get a few touches on the puck without that being like our last memory going into the summer, going into the off season. So, you know, we recognized together that we worked really hard throughout the season. We had a great season. Uh, one of our best seasons as the Lancers. So we just really want to take that into next year. But yeah, it was definitely tough. But I think we uh, were channeling it again, like we did last year pretty well going into the next season. We always want to do more. So, And how do you handle a four-overtime game? Because there's probably part of you that just wants it to end just because it's going for so long. You're so tired. Yeah, it was definitely it was a definitely a mental challenge. It was huge mental game towards that even the second overtime going into the third and fourth. Uh, I just remember in the dressing room, we were like passing around like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, trying to keep ourselves like fueled up. So it was honestly a great experience. I love I love games like that. Like I live for playoff games and tough games. So it was super fun for me. But yeah, it was definitely a mental challenge, you know, racing for that puck and that second, third, fourth overtime. So. How sore were you? How many days did it take for the soreness to go away, I guess, after that game? Oh, my hips have never felt worse in my life, <laughs> definitely. It took a, definitely a couple to a few days for those hips to feel back to normal. And then I know I slept for like 12 hours that next night. Like we got home from Guelph like at 3 a.m. that night. And then the night after that, I think I slept for at least 12 hours like straight. I was so tired. Yeah, no, that's supposed to be tough to go back to class after that, too. Yeah, it was. It was a tough one. Now, as a third-year player heading into the season, what type of leadership do you want to bring to the team, especially since you're going to be one of the older players on the team this year, which is probably crazy to think about? Yeah, no, it definitely – that is crazy just considering it feels like just last year I was coming into my first year. But uh, I'm definitely a huge energy girl in the in on the team and around the rink. I'm a big um, – I'm really loud around the rink and in the dressing room. I'm known for my energy that I bring to the team and I'm kind of like that. I kind of have that little bit of like that goofy um, personality for the team. So I think the team really looks to me to bring that like compete and energy every game. I definitely bring that energy on the bench and on the ice during games. So I think they'll expect me to continue to bring that. And I think my coaches expect me to bring it, leaving a little bit more, just, you know, a little bit more leadership to the team, uh, a little bit more role model stuff. But yeah, no, I'm definitely a huge energy, energy player. Yeah, every team needs one though yeah exactly because I wasn't that player I was the one that like was didn't talk focus just wanted to lead by example you need players like that but you also need players that will like uh, yeah exactly the, the team once in a while yeah you need both ends of the spectrum for sure what's your goals and expectations for next year as a team obviously is it to win obviously it's to win a championship but is there any other goals that it's on your team's radar that you want to yeah obviously our overall goal is to win a championship but we we really are looking to make nationals next year um we're really looking because this year the top um games won for the lancers women is 15 that was the record before this year and we won 15 this year so we tied the record so i think we're looking to beat that record next year with maybe 16 or more wins which I definitely think we can do. But yeah, we're definitely pushing for that nationals next year for sure. Huge time. Hopefully like 20-ish wins because then that... That's... Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> and then try to break it every other year. Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. Uh, so we're now in the segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. Uh, so first question is what music do you like to listen to? Uh, I'm a big like indie folk girl. I really like my indie folk. I don't know why. It's like half country, half not. But 
you know, different moods call for different genres. So I'm definitely all over the place, but I'd say my go-to is that indie folk. I probably couldn't name one artist uh, from that <laughs> genre. I, 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 that's one of the first times I've, someone's mentioned like a genre I've never really heard of before. Yeah, I'm not, I don't have the typical like genre favorites, so fair yeah. enough. I like I like everything, so I'll definitely try to give it a listen. Uh, if there's any recommendations you have, feel free to let me know. Um, I mean, this is more country, but Tyler Childers is a great, great folk country artist, so he's a big one. Awesome. I'll give it a listen after this interview. <laughs> What's okay. your most embarrassing hockey moment? Oh, um, well, that Maroon Juniors game, I was talking about that OHA game. A lot of my school was there and I used to do this really crazy thing when I was taking a slap shot I would like wind up like three times before it was terrible it was awful I don't know why I couldn't help myself from doing it but I remember I had to play defense for a few shifts and I was on the blue line and I was like winding up on the blue line for the slap shot and like for a week after all these like all my friends and everyone around the school would just look at me and like wind up like and mock me so that was pretty funny a little bit embarrassing but it was funny how did the players not take the puck away from you since you winded up so much? I don't know. I think it was maybe faster than I thought it was, but yeah, I don't know. It was just emphasized a lot when I was getting made fun of. That's for sure. Now let's talk a little bit about some of your teammates. Uh, who's the funniest on the team? Funniest on the team? Who? There's a few. I would probably say Kristen Swatoshik. She's pretty funny. She's a weird one for sure. She's a goalie, so I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. You, so you mentioned that you're a big energy girl on the team. Who's like the quietest on the team? Who's like the opposite of you? And how do you like balance each other out? Hmm. Honestly, probably one of the quietest on the team is actually my roommate, Mia DiNardo. And we're really good friends, which is pretty funny because, you know, that whole opposites attract thing. But yeah, no, she's really quiet. And it actually balances out really well because sometimes, you know, when she needs a little push, it's perfect because I'm right there to give her one. And you know, sometimes when I need to calm down a little bit, it's perfect because she's right there for that nice calm demeanor. So it really works out. Now, you have the best style on the team, in my opinion. But besides yourself, <laughs> uh, who, do you, who would you say has the best style? On ice? Uh, both, off and on. On ice, I'd go with Taylor Leach. You know, I'll give her an honorable mention. She has great on ice style. But off ice, I'm going to have to go with Maggie DeWolf-Russ. You know, I'm always jealous of her hoodies and her name brand stuff. So have to go with her for sure how do you come up with your outfits before a game because at least as a men's player it's pretty much just a suit like yeah. you don't have to, a lot of thought into it but you guys have like so many options so I'm curious sort of how mm -hmm. you find that out you know game day outfits for me is one of my favorite parts of the game like it is so fun finding an outfit one of our things as a team is we're not allowed to wear the other team's colors going into a game so that's an easy you know can't wear anything of the other team's color but I don't know. I have a few like go-tos and then I have like a few mismatch accessory items that I switch it up with, but I don't know. I kind of just switch it up for every game. depends on what I'm feeling, but sometimes if like we win one game and we have a game the day after, I'll wear the same thing or the same shirt or something like that. So. Is there certain teams that are hard to plan out for? Cause they have such like a, if like a team's like black, like how do you sort of plan out for that? Yeah. So, I mean, if teams are like black and white, we're allowed to wear black and white, but if a team, like when we're playing like, western we can't wear purple because they're yeah. all purple or like we're playing tmu we shouldn't wear like bright blue but it's tough sometimes when teams are the same color as us actually because mm -hmm. it's always hard to distinguish what we can and can't wear and then sometimes people are trying to fine you because it's a fine if we wear a different color so that's always a little bit difficult but 
They'll always find a way. Now, what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? I think the best thing I've read or seen this week is that my uh, teammate, she's got rookie use word of the year. And I read that on Instagram. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Congrats to her yeah. on that. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? <laughs> um, I have this really weird like obsession with Hezbollah. So I, I think it would be really cool to have lunch with him because he just seems so funny. And I would love to just sit down and have a conversation with the guy. I feel like he would like if you met, p- pissed him off a little bit, he would try to like fight you, though. Yeah, probably. I mean, I really try not to piss him off. Maybe have like a bodyguard there or something. But he's so funny. I think it would just be funny to kind of just see what his thoughts are just daily. <laughs> I feel like I, if I had to pick a, I guess, a fighter, probably like Conor McGregor, because I think he would like I, I would think like after a while would be pretty crazy. And I would just want to see what takes place after that. Obviously, nothing serious, but. There's like there's been no, a few exactly. moments where him with him where I'm like, this guy's insane. Yeah, no, they're all insane. I think it'd just be kind of cool to sit down with one of them. Yeah, for sure. Last non-hockey question is: If there was a movie made about your life, uh, who would you want to play yourself? Oh wow. Oh man. Um, ooh, that's a tough one. I can give you my answer if you want to think about it a little bit. Yeah, what's your answer? I'd probably say like Matt Damon. I think we look sort of alike and we're both have the same. Okay. Name, so I feel like that would make a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that actor in Riverdale, it's like Camila Mendez or something. I don't know, but I've got a lot that people that I look like her. So maybe her. Yeah. I've never heard of that show, so I can't. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Sure, but <laughs> I live under a rock. I pretty much just watch sports and that's about it. I need to start getting into TV a little bit more. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I'm not a big sport watcher, actually, so I'm the opposite. Yeah, the only time I ever got into TV was, like, during COVID when there was, like, no sports at all, and I was pretty much forced to mm. just, like, binge watch stuff on Netflix, and that's how I exactly. got Outer Banks, and that's, like, the only TV show I know, like, anything about. It's a good one. I do like that show a lot. Yeah, for, I have. I need to watch the new season. I haven't gotten the chance to do Me it Me too. Yet. I haven't either. I have to wait until after the season just because I'm super busy right now while I'm covering games. Yeah, me too. I haven't watched it either yet, so probably get on that after exams or something. Now, getting back to hockey questions, the uh, first one is, if they're, for all the younger people that are listening to this podcast, uh, what advice would you give them on what it takes to make it to college hockey? Um, I think just, you know, working hard, obviously everyone says that. But another thing I've noticed is definitely reach out sooner than later. Um, I know coaches do reach out to you, but for places that you want to go and places that you're interested in, I would definitely reach out a little bit sooner than later because sooner than you know it, you're in grade 12 and you're graduating and you got to find a place to play. So I definitely would say that's a big one. And another one for younger players is everyone kind of like, you know, has this huge thing where if you're not in D1, you're not good. But I know this is coming from someone not in D1, but like, a big thing for me was I was so scared to commit somewhere other than D1 because I was just so scared to like be perceived as like not good at hockey. But like the more I realized like the U sports is a great league and like it doesn't matter where you play, like everywhere you play is going to be great. So I think just like playing where you want to play, making sure that you find the right fit for you, because I mean, it's supposed to be the best four years of your life and I'm having the best time of my life. So just making sure that wherever you play is like where you want to be and it's it's the right fit for you, I think is a big one. 
I think a lot of players realize how hard it is to even commit to D3 or youth sport. It's just exactly. because there's so many players that play hockey that don't even get to play college hockey. So mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why I had you on the podcast is I want to try to promote youth sports and division three players and just sort of get the, have their, have the chance to get your stories out, just like the division one players as well. And hopefully that uh, it kind of takes that stigma away, I guess, from youth yeah, sports. Absolutely. So that's sort of why I had you on and I'm, hopefully going to have more youth sport and division three players on throughout the summer. So, uh, but yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. It's just sort of get rid of that stigma because it's very hard to make it to division three. I think only like 5% of hockey players can make it to college hockey anyway. So I think uh, no matter where you play college hockey, as long as you're having a good time and you're getting something out of it, it doesn't matter where it is. Exactly. Now, do you have any shout outs you want to give uh, to your teammates, family members, friends, uh, if there's anyone that we should interview next, uh, feel free to let me know. Uh, obviously, I want to give a shout out to my mom and my sister because I love them and they're amazing. Um, I don't even have anyone specific for my whole team. I just or from my team. I would just say like my whole team is amazing. Like they we all have the same goals. We're all so driven. They all push me to be better every day. They know how to hold me and each other accountable. Like definitely. Obviously, I know in college we're more mature so it's easier to have a better team environment but this is definitely the best team environment I've ever had playing hockey so really thankful for my teammates and all the girls on the team so big shout out to them love them all so much well thank you so much for coming on the podcast Rory I appreciate your time it means a lot to myself I wish you and your team nothing but the best uh, for the rest of your hockey career I know you guys are going to do great and hopefully you can break the 15 win uh, record and (laughs) win a championship on top of that and also best of luck with your whole newer science endeavors as well. I know you're going to do great with that just on the hard work and just sort of the mindset of trying to be the best you can. That's definitely going to take you a long way. So uh, thank you so much though. It really means a lot for you coming on the podcast today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It meant a lot. And it was really cool being part of this. One step forward and another back I will never try to fool ya I'm one heartbeat away from going mad Girl, when you're looking like that Closer, closer I'ma get closer to you, yeah Got me, baby Got me hooked on you once again